This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Shay Holbrook from Larson Motorsports, Jet Dragster Driver in the IHRA Nitro Jam Drag Racing Series. And you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on Speedway Digest Radio Network. Hello, welcome to the Marketing of Speedway Digest, Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsports program on the internet. This episode 181 of the series. I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, Michael Mullally and myself will be recapping the past week of racing, previewing upcoming action, and there's a heck of a lot of it, and discussing whatever other topics pop into the conversation. While I'm at the topic, I'll give you a little bit of a preview of the end of the show. It's going to be split sort of in half. Our first half is going to be a review of the past racing action for the past few weeks as well as an interview with our guest tonight, Natalie Dicker. Our second half of the show will be a review of all the online action that took place today regarding the coronavirus. And if you haven't been paying any attention, where have you been? Which sort of rock you've been hiding under? Do you have space for me? Other than that, let's go ahead and start by recapping the recent on-track action at Sebring. Ernie Francis Jr. kept the action in his room. Sunday at the Sebring International Raceway, beginning his quest for his seventh consecutive Trans Am presented by Rally title with a flag-to-flag victory in Sunday's 2020 season opening race. Driving the number 98-1 South Florida Wealth Advisor Ford Mustang, Francis was joined on the podium by Tommy Teresi in the number 8 Lucas Oil Chevrolet Camaro, followed by Amy Ruman in the number 23 McNichols Company Chevrolet Corvette. taking Eric <clears throat> Joyner became the first winner in the new Trans Am XGT class, taking sixth overall in the number 10 championship coffees and tool Porsche 911 GT3R. SGT went to Lee Saunders in the number 84 Land Search LLC Dodge, while Steve Davidson, Davidson led GT in the number 22 Da Vinci Plastic Surgery Aston Martin Vantage. Francis led from pole and managed to pull away on three starts with the race ending under under the checkered flag. Caution slash checkered flag due to a late race incident. Hamad Al-Masoud in the number 21 Mustang and Simon Gregg in the number 59 Corvette rounded out the top five. John Levy in the number 18 in bow at moreprinting.com Chevrolet Camaro took the Masters Award in the TA class after a solid seventh place finish. Joyner took sixth overall in winning XGT. Mark Montour finished second in the XGT class with the number 27 Montour LTD Aston Martin Vantage GT3, followed by Ken Thwaites in the number five Franklin Road Apparel Audi RO GT3 Ultra. Saunders added to a Sebring success after he prevailed in SGT competition, followed by Mark Bowden in the number 46 Beverage Flavors International Porsche 991.3 GT3 Cup, and Adrian, I'm going to butcher this last name, let me apologize in advance, Adrian <laughs> Wolostowski, which I think is pretty close, in the number 96 Fast Auto, Ra- Auto Racing Ford Mustang, who scored his first career podium finish despite a fire only 10 minutes prior to the call to the grid. 
Larry Bailey, and the number two logical system slash Sam Pierce Chevy Chevrolet Corvette received the SGT Masters Award. In GT, Davidson took advantage of Tim Horrell's late misfortunes to win the opener. He was followed by Billy Griffin in the number 14 Griffin Auto Care slash Sheenan's towing Ford Mustang. Horrell led the opening half of the race before pulling off in the number 45 Breathless Racing Porsche GT4 Club Sport, finishing third in the class. Next up for the Trans Am Series, presented by Pirelli, will be at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta on Sunday, March 29th. Samson starts streaming the live action the live action from the free Trans Am by Pirelli Racing app. The app is available for download in the Google Play and iOS app store. We'll be talking a little bit more about the next Trans Am race at Michelin Roadway Road Atlanta later in the program. It has been affected by the coronavirus, and it is still up in the air. They are still planning on having the event, and we'll give you more details later on in the program. Mike Skeen grabbed the lead following a restart with less than two laps remaining at Sebring National Raceway en route to winning the 2020 TA2 powered by AEM season opening in the pole winning number 77 Liquid Molly turn 14 Chevrolet Camaro. Skeen took the checkered flag 0.489 seconds ahead of Cameron Lawrence, making his full-time return to the series in the number 83, number 8 rather, three-dimensional services group Chevrolet Camaro. Rafa Matos, driving his first race in the number seven Silver Hair Racing Chevrolet Camaro, completed the podium after a last lap pass. Lawrence, a two-time TA champion, will make a bid for another title this season, adding to an already deeply talented roster filled with racing legends and up-and-coming stars. Matos, who won Sebring in 2019, took third on the final lap, nipping Misha Goikberg in the number 10 BC race car Camaro. Doug Peterson with the TA2 Masters Champion, finishing sixth overall in the number 87 three-dimensional services Ford Mustang. Goldberg was also awarded the cool shirt mode of the race after charging from 10th place start to finish just off the podium in fourth. Mike Skinner, the 1995 NASCAR Truck Series Champion, competed in the number 69 Concierge Motorsports Camaro. Skinner started 19th but pulled off late in the event after pitting with mechanical issues. Scott Legacy Jr. had a rough first outing to open the TA2 season. The former NASCAR driver started sixth after encountering brake issues in qualifying. Legacy pitted the number 92 Chevrolet Camaro after completing four laps, finishing 27th in the 28th car field. The TA2 competitors returned to action in three weeks at Mitchell and Road Raceway Road Atlanta on Sunday, March 29th. Once again, that schedule is still a little up in the air because it's a really fluid situation with all the coronavirus closures and changes. But as of right now, it's still on. Um, Of course, as of this afternoon, there were other races that were still on. They're now canceled, and we'll get into that a lot more in the second half of the program. Let's now take a brief break and listen to a selection from Ron Pistan and the pit crew while we're waiting our first guest of the evening. This is 99 Speedway.
Once again, that was 99 Speedway by Ron Pastana and the Pit Crew. We're still standing by for Natalie Decker to call in this evening. She is in California, and she should be calling in momentarily. So we're going to go ahead and, and see. Give her a couple seconds here. Stand by. This might be a little. Actually, I'm going to check the screen's not there. Really quick. Hold on, and I'll be right back.
We have Natalie Decker on the line now, so stand by in one second, and we'll be ready for her. Hello, how are you doing this evening? Good, how are you doing? Pretty good. We understand that you uh, you took a flight out to California just to eat at In-N-Out Burger since the on-track action there in Sonoma has been canceled for the weekend. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I know. I feel like I flew all the way out to California just for some In-N-Out, and now we're going to go back home. When did you find out that the, the race had been canceled, and, and did they give you any details as to a possible rescheduling date? I have not heard any um, rescheduling yet. I only heard from my team owner about an hour ago. It was about three hours once I landed. He told me that it was fully canceled because of the coronavirus. Um, and I really thought, I really felt like it was going to happen just with NASCAR doing all their events the way they're doing them with no fans and no media. So I had a bad feeling once I heard all of that. And it sucks that I was already out all the way out here and I was so excited I've never been to Sonoma um so I was super pumped but it's just unfortunate that this is happening right now and it's affecting so many people how many races are you are you slated to run in the uh, Trans Am series this year we um on my schedule on my website we are it says on there we're planning to do the whole West Coast series um, in the GT4 in the Trans Am series with Ave Motorsports. Awesome. And I think it's about awesome. it's about seven races, seven races, but only six weekends. But I don't know what's going to happen now that this one got canceled. Yeah, it seems like the entire motorsports world is a little has been thrown for a loop today, and I don't think anybody really knows what the future holds right now. So. Yeah. Exactly. First off, I'd like to I'd also like to congratulate you on your fashion Daytona, where you add your name to the record books, the highest station woman in NASCAR competition history. How do you feel that finish will help you. tell you throughout the rest of the season? It was just so wonderful to be able to have that finish at Daytona with Nice Motorsports. And at N29, it was um, his birthday weekend, so it was just so cool. We were celebrating so many things, you know, or with the new team, and it was his birthday and then I got that top five, and we made history. Um, so it was just amazing. And coming from last year on fire, lap number one, and then getting a top five the next year, it was it was just so cool. And I'm just happy I got to experience it with everyone that's backing me. How difficult is it to switch from NASCAR trucks to Trans Am? So last year and the year before, I did the TA1, and that was definitely different. Those those cars are wild and so fast, and they handle so much different. But I I only ever drove a GT4 over in Spain. Um, it was like maybe for an hour I got to drive one. So I truly don't know a lot about them. Um, but they're definitely different. And just even going from oval racing – to road racing is a big difference, but just as much seat time as I can get. And I'll, I'll drive whatever I can, whatever I get the opportunity to race anything. I, I definitely want to do it and, and race whatever I can. I know this next question is also probably going to be a little bit up in the air, but I know you're known for your fan interactions, well, your awesome sponsor appearances. What's your next big planned event that you have? 
Well, now I truly don't know. <laughs> we were going to have some stuff, a big event happen in Texas. Um, but with everything going on, that has gotten canceled, and we didn't even have the chance to announce it. So, But as of now, I don't know. Um, hopefully soon we can we can know when we'll have a cool event like that. And what are your big goals for 2020? My goals for 2020 are, there's definitely a lot of different goals I have, but a big goal I set for myself this year was to show up at every race 100% prepared, knowing that I did everything I could before I showed up to the track to prepare myself. And while I'm racing, just be 100% focused on the right thing and bring my best self. And that's, that's all you can do. So that is a big goal of mine to work on that mentally. And also just to keep learning. There's, the sport keeps changing, and I'm so new into the NASCAR world. And learning on the track, off the track, learning with sponsors, and just keep learning and keeping an open mind. Well, now I'd like to throw you out to my co-host, Michael Mullally, and I'm going to have a couple of questions for you in a few minutes. So my first question, which track in the Trans Am West Coast Series are you looking forward to competing at the most? I was really looking forward to Sonoma. I've watched it so much on TV with NASCAR, and it's just such a well-known track. And I've heard so many good things about it. So I was really looking forward to racing there this weekend, and that's unfortunate with everything going on that um, a lot of events are getting canceled. But I'll look I'll be looking forward to coming back soon, hopefully. And what is your most memorable moment you've ever had with one of your fans? Oh, there's so many um, memorable moments I had. But just recently at Daytona, I met this sweet little girl. I think she couldn't have been even four years old yet. And she was wearing um, a fire suit. And I got to play with her in the Far Out Toys Adventure Forest booth in the kids' zone. And she had these cute little pigtails, and we hung out the whole time. And she was just so sweet and so fun to hang out with. And it just reminded me when I was younger um, at all the NASCAR events that I, you know, would have loved to have gone to. And just growing up in the racing world, she definitely reminded me of myself. And my final question for you, how do you feel about Trans Am racing in front of empty stands? Um. I really wish we could have done that this weekend, kind of what the NASCAR series is doing with not having any fans or media there. But it's unfortunate that we're not able to do that, and they just canceled the whole event. Um, so we'll just have to see um, how the future goes with the up-and-coming races. Yeah, it'll definitely be a, a learning experience, not only for you, but for everybody in the in the racing community, I'm sure there's a lot of tough decisions that are going to be made in the next few days, and and some of them may not be the uh, be the best in the final thing, but I'm sure all of them are being done for for the best reasons. And hopefully the the season picks back up again in a few in a few weeks or so, and and things get better. And I wish you the best of luck this year. Yeah, thank you. I I hope things turn around really good, really fast, and in this um team all get resolved really soon for everybody. 
Once again, thanks again for coming on the show tonight, and have a great evening and a great time there in California. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Once again, that was Natalie Decker, who was slated to race in Sonoma this weekend, and unfortunately the race was canceled while she was in the air. And there has been not much news at all about the rescheduling or even the fact that the the race has been canceled, at least nothing online yet. I'm sure they're working on putting something out before the end of the evening. And if they do, I will get it posted probably tomorrow at some point. Are you a race car driver, crew chief, pit member, track owner? Maybe you're just a huge fan of the sport. Contact either Michael Nolly or myself to get your spot on the show. After all, you deserve your 15 minutes of fame, and we'd love to hear from you running of the Daytona Supercross, a sophomore racer with zero wins and only a single podium finish in the series, made history. His name is Garrett Marchbank. He's only 18 years old, and he made it look easy. He joins a few racers to mark their first Supercross win at Daytona. Another notable rider who went on to big things who scored his first Supercross win there was Travis Pastrana. At the beginning of the race program this past Saturday night, in the second 250SX class heat race, March Banks won his first heat race. It was a major step in a Supercross racer's career. An hour and a half later, that same night, March Banks launched his Kawasaki race bike off the steel grate starting line onto the Florida soil. 21 other riders did the same thing, but March Banks did it better this night and emerged from the, from the first turn with the lead. With eight seconds left on the clock, March Banks and Sexton charged down the, front, the rough front straight and over the official lap scoring line. They would have gotten the white flag had they crossed the line eight seconds later. Instead, Sexton was gifted, was gifted with two more laps, approximately two and a half minutes, to force a mistake or find a line around the less experienced rider. But March Banks held strong. When he took the checkered flag, he pumped a fist in the air, then rode up the famous front stretch of the Tower Banked Road Course and lit up a huge burnout for the fans. In response to fans' increased interest in road course races, the Daytona National Speedway announced recently that the Bush Clash at Daytona will move to the Speedway's 3.56-mile road course and be held under the lights on Tuesday, February 9th, making the annual preseason NASCAR Cup Series event one of the most unique in all of motorsports. The 2021 Bush Class at Daytona, an exhibition-style event, will be held on the same course as the Rolex 24 at Daytona and the Daytona 200, North America's premier races for sports cars and motorcycles, respectively. Road course racing has always been a vital component of the Speedway calendar, with the Rolex 24 first held in 1962 with a three-hour race called the Daytona Continental, while the Daytona 200 moved off the old Daytona Beach Road Course to the Speedway in 1961. In contrast to the tightly packed competition on the Speedway's favored 2.5-mile high bank trioval, the reimagined Bush Clash would utilize approximately three-quarters of the trioval along with the challenging infield portion of the road course. That translates into 12 turns instead of usual four. That challenge entails a high-speed entrance to into turn one as drivers dive left off the front straight to begin at the twists and turn of the infield course, including the east and west horseshoe turns and the trick negotiation of the backstretch chicane prior to a climb back up top the bank in turn number three. The Bush Clash at Daytona was held for the 42nd consecutive time on Sunday, February 9th. Participants from the previous season, former Bush Clash champions and former Daytona 500 champions and pole winners who completed full-time in 2019. 
In addition to the changes to the Bush Clash, it was also announced that Lucas Oil 200, driven by General Tyra, Arkham Nard Series opening race, shifts to Saturday, February 13th, as part of the header with the NASCAR Xfinity Series race, the NASCAR Racing Experience 300. Daytona 500 qualifying, presented by Kroger, will be held on Wednesday, February 10th, to set the front row for the Daytona 500. The Blue Green Vacation School of Daytona qualifying races will remain on Thursday night, February 11th, followed by the next year at 250 to open the NASCAR Ben Arvig and Outdoors Truck Series on Friday, February 12th. That makes Speed Weeks instead of Speed Weeks only one Speed Week. Be interesting. Tickets for the 63rd Annual Daytona 500, the 43rd Annual Bush Clash, and all the other Speedway events can be purchased online at DaytonaNationalSpeedway.com or by calling one of your pit shop. I wouldn't call them this week if I were you. They've got enough problems to deal with. Fans can stay connected with Daytona National Speedway on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, and Snapchat, and also by downloading the Daytona National Speedway mobile app for the latest Speedway news throughout the season. Now, let's take another short break while we don our protective gear in preparation for the next segment, dealing with the novel, the novel coronavirus. Believe me, you won't want to miss it. This is Speedway Lady from Ron Postana and the Pit Crew.
Hey everybody, this is Tristan Nunez, driver of the 7-0 Skyactiv Mazda prototype, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. Okay, now let's get into the nitty-gritty. Be aware that all of this is still a developing story, so there might be changes in the next coming in the next few days. Accordance with the governor's restrictions on group gatherings in King County amid coronavirus concerns, the upcoming Monster Energy Supercross event scheduled on March 28, 2020 at Century League Field has been canceled. Refund information for fans is located at www.centuryleaguefield.com slash event slash monster dash energy dash supercross cross dash 20. The 13th race in the 2020 Monster Energy Supercross series will be rescheduled. For more information, please continue to get real-time updates at supercrosslive.com. This morning, Highlands County officials announced that the Sebring 1000 had been canceled. According to the World Endurance Championship, leaders made the decision after President Trump announced a 30-day travel ban for flights from Europe due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The race was originally scheduled for next Saturday, March, or next Friday, rather, March 20th. In addition, the WEC Sebring class scheduled for March 14th has also been canceled. WEC cars and equipment are going to Sebring Griffey Paddock. And officials they work to share them back to Europe. Also, although city officials said on Wednesday the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg was still scheduled for this weekend, this morning it was announced that they will cancel general admission attendance. In two-wheeled news, the Odessa Desert 100 has also been canceled for 2020 and already rescheduled for 2021. The NASCAR Wayland Euro Series has postponed their season opening set for Valencia, Spain, and McLaren has withdrawn from the Formula 1 Australian Grand Prix, with Formula 1 also announcing this afternoon that the Australian Grand Prix has been called off for the weekend. The America's Grand Prix has been postponed, with more events being canceled even as we read this. The International Motorsports Association also announced today that the 16th annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Vans Auto Parts, originally scheduled for March 18th to the 21st, has been postponed due to the recent United States ban on travel from Europe, which will prevent a number of drivers, teams, and key personnel from participating. The rescheduled race will now become the season-ending event of the 2020 IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and will be run November 11th through the 14th at Sebring International Raceway. The weekend will also feature the rescheduled IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge, Allen J Automotive Network 120, and the IMSA Prototype Challenge, season-ending races. The annual WeatherTech Night of Champions Awards banquet will take place on November 15th at the 7 Sebring Raceway Hotel. In addition, the season-ending championship awards for both the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge and IMSA Prototype Challenge will be held in conjunction with the Sebring Race event weekend. Previously purchased purchased 20, 20 admission tickets and parking will be honored at the above rescheduled Sebring International Raceway event. In consideration of the ever-evolving COVID-19 pandemic and in accordance with the recommendation of the Florida governor, NHRA officials are, po- are postponing a portion of the Amelie Motor Oil and NHRA Gear Nationals. The sportsman categories contested today will compete will complete competition this weekend without ticketed spectators. Top Fuel, Funny Car, Pro Stock, Pro Stock Motorcycle, Pro Mod, Factory Stock Showdown, Top Fuel Hardy, Harley, Top Alcohol Dragster, and Funny Car will compete at a later date, still to be determined. Current tickets will be honored at the rescheduled event. Or may opt to use their tickets at the credit 
towards the 2021 Gator Nationals. The NHRA will determine the next steps for moving forward as additional information becomes available. You'll find that that's generally a pattern of a lot of these announcements, and it's it got annoying reading that after a short period of time this morning, but I understand where they're going, and all of it's for the, the right reasons, although they, it may not turn out to be the best for motorsports. But wait a few minutes. At this time, NASCAR will hold its race events at Lamar Motor Speedway and Homestead Miami Speedway without, without the fans in attendance. These events will be restricted to competitors, crews, officials, and other necessary personnel to conduct the race. They'll be working with public health officials as they determine future scheduling beyond these events. IndyCar and Green Savory Racing Promotions, in conjunction with the City of St. Petersburg, announced Thursday that all activities surrounding Sunday's season opening Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg will be closed to spectators and limited to essential personnel only. This protocol is being put in place to protect the health and welfare of the fans, drivers, teams, workers, and officials as we mitigate the risk of exposure to COVID-19. The race weekend will operate from Friday through Sunday with IndyCar on-track sessions limited to Saturday and Sunday. The activities also include Road to Indy, IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup, and SRO Motorsports Group America on a condensed schedule. This weekend's ARCA East Series race at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola, Florida, has been postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. A make-up date has not been decided. NASCAR will continue to monitor future developments as it pertains to upcoming ARCA events. After consultation between the series and track officials, American Flat Track will hold a subheader race event on Saturday, March 14th at National Speedway without fans in attendance. It will be restricted to competitors, crews, officials, and other necessary personnel to conduct the race. They will work with public health officials as they determine future scheduling beyond these events. It's starting to get a pattern to it, isn't it? The Trans Am event, scheduled for Sonoma Raceway, has also been canceled. Thanks again to Amy Decker for this information. Following the recommendation of county and state officials in Florida, executives with Barrett-Jackson today announced that the company will postpone its 18th annual Palm Beach auction, scheduled for April 16th through the 18th, 2020, at the South Florida Fairgrounds. The decision was made to the uncertainty of the current public health crisis and to safeguard customers, sponsors, and other guests from the potential spread of COVID-19. Now, this one I'm actually happy about because I was not able to attend the, the Barrett-Jackson thing because I have a, a scheduled trip on the 16th through the 18th of April. So I will be able to attend the rescheduled event, which I believe is going to be in the fall. I will be posting more details about that tomorrow, so be sure to stay tuned. The accurate Grand Prix of Long Beach has been postponed in the latest domino to fall amid the coronavirus pandemic that's really impacting the motorsports world. In a statement issued late this afternoon, the Grand Prix Association of Long Beach confirmed that the April 17th through the 19th event will not take place as scheduled to the City of Long Beach's new ban on large-scale events through April 30th. The Sports Car Vintage Racing Association announced today that its popular Vintage Race of Champions race during the March 26th through the 29th Speed Tour Road Atlanta Grand Prix weekend has been canceled. The decision is a precautionary move in the fight against the spread of the COVID-19 virus. The Friday Night Charity Banquet for the for Warriors Charity will also not take place. Currently, and this is definitely subject to change, the SCRA plans to run all the other races for the Speed Tour weekend. The Trans Am Series for Zabar Ferrelli, the SBRA Vintage Races, and the IGT will take place, but no fans will be admitted to the rounds. 
events will be live streamed as previously planned to allow fans to see the action. SBR will continue to monitor events as they develop in this unprecedented pandemic. As instructed by the governor of Jakarta, Anita Sweden, and in consultation together with Formula E, the FIA, Icon Motor Indonesia, IMI, and the organizing committee of the Jakarta E-Pre-OC, it will no longer be possible to race in Jakarta on the scheduled date of June 6, 2020. Due to the outbreak of COVID-19 and the escalating number of cases in Indonesia in in Indonesia and Jakarta as the most responsible course of action to protect the health and safety of championship participants, staff, and spectators. The big question becomes now, can sports in general, and more sports in particular, survive COVID-19? The NBA has already suspended the, their, their season. The NCA has also suspended their season, which they have had originally gone a different way. The NHL has suspended their season. Major League Baseball has suspended their season, and numerous other public gatherings have been either postponed or canceled altogether. Heck, even many popular St. Patrick's Day gatherings are taking 2020 off. How do you think this is all going to end? I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm not sure how it's, I mean, even escalated to this. I know it's it's not a very fun thing, the virus, but I mean, even the flu doesn't get the reaction that this is getting, so I'm just not sure, like, how it's escalating so bad. But, I mean, they feel that it needs to come to this, I guess, so maybe we need to take it more serious. I don't know. I just, I'm confused how it got this far, to be honest. Yeah, I think part of it is to do with the, uh, a little bit of the speech that the president gave last night. It wasn't the... uh... It wasn't the best speech that he's ever given, but it, it definitely had a lot of information in it. Um, the main thing that I took away from the speech after watching highlights and, and reading the transcript of it this morning is the fact that the the uh, seems like the government is really taking it seriously. It seems like the the fact that the uh, the spread in Europe has, has gone really, really, really badly. Um, therefore, they decided to cancel incoming flights from the, the European Union, I believe it's called like the Shen, Shenzhen area or something. It's all a, a big area of concern in the in the center of the Union, uh, not including the uh, the European or not the European, not including the United Kingdom, and then there's some other some of the outlying countries in the in the far far east. But it's definitely a a big deal. Um, if you've watched any of the the updates today, or if you heard any of the updates today, they had the uh, a news conference in Ohio from John Kasich and the health department there, who actually seemed to think that there's as many as 100,000 cases in Ohio of the COVID-19 virus. I think that might be a little high. I know it's high, but and the uh, there's all sorts of other closures going on today. Actually, I need to check my email in a moment. I just saw a couple come in, um, but it's really really, uh, in my opinion, it's a little overboard, but I don't know. Uh, there might be something that we're not being told, which isn't a very good thought. It seems like it's a uh, it's a really serious thing. It's the first time that a lot of these events have been canceled. In the, uh, I live in the city of West Palm. I actually live just outside the city of West Palm Beach, Florida. And all the events in downtown West Palm Beach, and there's always something going on. As you you know, if you read the, uh, if you listen to the end where I talk about my 
my site, the uh, formerly found after farm problems, fantastic finds. There's always something going on in downtown West Palm. Now there's going to be nothing. The only thing that will be going on, at least in part, and that is for now, and it's all knock on wood and stuff there, is the, the local uh, entertainment facility, the Kravis Center for the Performing Arts, where they have concerts and, and plays and stuff, is still operating under a normal schedule. Now, all of that could change if the people who are supposed to be performing there decide that they don't want to travel anymore, and that's the that's the big thing there. But as I stated before on this program and online, if you follow me on on Twitter, especially on the on Forbolplums F A B O R P L U M B S, if you're following at Forbolplums, you'll notice that I have uh, I've been saying over the past few days that I think some of this is being taken a little too far. Uh, I actually ended up blocking someone on Twitter yesterday because I had a heat argument with him. I just couldn't, I couldn't keep going. But uh, so I invite you to check out my uh, the little tweets and replies thing on my profile if you're interested in reading a little bit more about that. Um, but as I thought, as I think that that is a, still a little bit of overkill. I can understand where they're coming from. However, I think that the the NASCAR about and other series all related to NASCAR about them running in front of in front of empty grandstands is a really bad idea. Um, really bad. Phenomenally bad. Um, I think it'll, it's good for the TV, sure, but there are a lot of other things on TV that I'd rather watch than having guys going around in a, around a track and nobody in the grandstands. Um, I know that a lot of drivers are going to feel the same way, even though they're not going to say that. I don't think any of them will say that. Um, but the uh, the fact is that you can't, you can't just have a, a TV-only series in NASCAR or in IndyCar or in Trans Am if they decide to do that as they stayed at Road Atlanta. Uh, you can't do that and have the series succeed in the long run. Uh, the sport is built on fans, but it's built on fans who go to the races. The people who watch on TV, it's a totally different experience. It's a great experience. It's a nice way to spend time, but it's totally different than going to the racetrack itself and it's nothing that compares to that. So by eliminating the people in the grandstands, you're eliminating a big part of what the sport is, what the sport stands for, sport should be. And by doing that, you're diminishing not only the sport, but you're diminishing your own support for your fans. And people need to realize that. Hopefully they do. But people need to realize that, that there's all sorts of options that they had, and they chose to do the one that gives them money for commercial on television. Now, that, that might save them in the short run, but in the long run, I am positive that it's the wrong decision. I am positive that it's not the way to go forward, and I am positive that I will not be supporting NASCAR or IndyCar or any other series that does that as strong as I have in the past if they continue on that path. That is not the way to go. It is not a good way to continue the sport, and it is not a good precedent to set. That being said, our guest next week... Not next week. Next week we're going to be taking the, the show, taking a week off. It is my wedding anniversary next week. It's my 15th anniversary. It's awesome. It's a great, great thing. It'll be fun. Um, but the following week, we will have Tim DeSpain, who most of you will recognize. He's the host of, uh, of the Pit Stop on Speedway Digest Radio Network. It takes place on on Monday, on Tuesday nights. So be sure to check him out there. But he will be covering the race from Atlanta this weekend. He'll be one of the people who is trapped basically in the pit box, not able to go anywhere, not able to interact with anyone else, um, not able to actually see anything more than what you're looking at. 
on the screen and maybe a little bit from the pit box, from the uh, the press box there up on top. Um, so that'll be interesting. Talk to him next week, get his pers- or two weeks, get his perspective on the race in Atlanta. But as I stated, I don't think that's a tenable way to continue, and we'll see how it goes. So it's definitely going to be a, a difficult time in the world of motorsports, also, also in the world of professional sports, in the world of of major gatherings, in the whole world as a whole, especially in the United States, happening all over the country. There's all different things that are being canceled, all different things that are being changed. Hopefully it goes back to normal quickly enough. I don't know if it will. Um, there's movies that are being delayed, um, all sorts of different films going from the spring to the fall, and it's just insane. So we'll see how it goes in the future, but I don't think it'll be, I think it'll be better, but I don't know how long it'll take to get better, and that's the scary part. On that happy note, be sure to check out past episodes of Thursday Night Thunder as well as the other shows on the Speedway Digest Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Speedway Digest Radio. You can also check out the show on Facebook by searching for Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder in the search bar. I also invite you to read, you to, to read the articles covering all sections of our sports at speedwaydigest.com. It's been a, a busy day, a hugely busy na- day in the world of more sports news. I've tried to keep up with it the best I can, both on Twitter as well as this program. This is really one of the toughest scripts I've ever had to write because I kept having to rewrite it and adjust it and rewrite it and adjust it and move things around and and try to keep you informed of everything that's happening with the coronavirus and rescheduling of races, rescheduling of major motorsports events, rescheduling of automotive events. I hope I did a good job. I think it's it's important for you to realize all the things that are changing and to, to keep abreast of everything that's happening because it's definitely changing very, very quickly. In addition, if you're a fan of South Florida and who isn't, be sure to check out the latest news and information about our slice of paradise at my fairly new but well-maintained site for Vorplum's Fantastic Finds. It can be found on Facebook, Twitter. I'm actually retweeting all the stuff at PB Happening, so you can find it there just as easy as going to at Vorplum's, F-A-B-O-R-P-L-U-M-B-S. And by heading to forbopromsfantasticfinds.wordpress.com. There'll be a lot of stuff on there tomorrow about all the uh, all the cancellations and adjustments happening locally. I hope that the uh, that cooler that uh, cooler heads prevail, and that things aren't canceled just for the sake of canceling, and that things get better before they get worse. Because it's not really a good thought to think of how bad it could get. Uh, Stay safe. Stay clean. Wash your hands. Be careful out there. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to seeing you again in two weeks in the Thunderdome as we discuss the major issues in the world of modern auto racing. Thanks again. And we hope you're here in two weeks. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net-zero commitments. 
Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.